0: Welcome once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia-Alabama Sports Live, and you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. How is everybody doing here on this Wednesday? We have got a great show for you. Kate Norum is going to be joining the show, and we have got a lot to cover before she comes on. The Atlanta Braves taking on the Philadelphia Phillies game three today at Citizens Bank Park. And I think that the Braves have all the momentum to go take this series up in Philly. And we had some college football games on a Tuesday night. The NHL started last night. I'll get into those games as well. And which NFL head coaches are on the hot seat got a few of them all right let's get into the show i am going to start things off with breaking news that happened yesterday the atlanta falcons they've added some firepower to their arsenal as they get wide receiver van jefferson this is a great wide receiver i believe van jefferson is going to go in there And be the number two wide receiver to Drake London. The Rams just gave him away because they didn't need him. Because they got Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup came back from injury. The Atlanta Falcons will get ready to take on the Washington Commanders at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium this Sunday at 1 p.m. The Falcons are favored by two and a half. And they are three and two on the season. Not in first place. The Buccaneers are 3-1. I will have my NFL preview show on Friday, making my picks. Because we got a lot of great matchups, not only in the NFL, but in the world of college football. And then don't forget that High School Football Week 9 is this weekend as well. And Thrip Barringer and I will have our Georgia-Alabama Sports Live show that will air tomorrow. Here on WQEE. Major League Baseball playoffs. As the Texas Rangers. They reach the ALCS for the first time since 2011. That was the year they went to the World Series. They sweep the Baltimore Orioles by a score of 7-1. to and An Orioles team that won 101 games. Cannot get past the Division Series. And a disappointing season for the Baltimore Orioles. The Houston Astros, they defeat the Minnesota Twins by a score of 9-1. They take a 2-1 series lead in that series. Coming up today, we've got Game 4 of the division series between the Astros and the Twins. Game 3 as the Dodgers are trailing the Diamondbacks. 2-0, 2 nothing. it's back in Arizona. And then the game we've all been waiting for. First pitch, 5 7 it's the Atlanta Braves going up to Citizens Bank Park. Tied at 1-1, taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. They have not named a starting pitcher yet for the Braves, but Aaron Nola is going to take the mound for the Phillies. The Phillies thought they had all the momentum. And the Braves snatched it away in an epic game. One of the greatest games of all time. And that place was absolutely going nuts. I reached out to Justin Dale and found out that he was at the game. That had to have been an exciting moment. And I can't wait to get him on to talk about that experience. So we're going to go ahead and switch gears. And let's talk about opening night. In the National Hockey League, the Tampa Bay Lightning get the 5-3 victory over the Nashville Predators thanks to two goals by Nicholas Paul. You have the Chicago Blackhawks in the debut of Connor Bedard as he picks up his first NHL assist. And the Blackhawks, who have been a dynasty in the early 2010s, they defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Four to two. And in the nightcap, the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Seattle Kraken by a score of four to one. As they raise their Stanley Cup banner in front of a packed crowd at the T-Mobile Arena. And the city of Vegas is trying to go for the clean sweep. You got the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. The Las Vegas Aces trying to win their second straight WNBA title there's a lot of pressure on the Vegas Raiders to win the Super Bowl especially since the Super Bowl is being held in Vegas we have seen a total of two teams win the Super Bowl that hosted it in their home stadium NBA preseason last night, the Atlanta Hawks get the 108-107 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers and Trent Forrest The G League player led all scores for the Hawks with 13 points. I don't get too high on preseason, but I like seeing teams fight. And I think this Atlanta Hawks team, with Quinn Snyder as their head coach, he is going to have a full season with this Hawks team. I think the Hawks will win the games they're supposed to win, and they will get into the playoffs. Don't have to worry about the play-in game. I think the Atlanta Hawks are a playoff team, possibly could get to the second round. That's the expectations I have for the Atlanta Hawks. All right, it's now time to talk some local sports to the Chattahoochee Valley. Harris County girls' flag football is 2-0 on the season. They defeat Sumter County 31 to nothing last night. Congratulations to the Columbus State soccer team defeating Middle Georgia 8 to nothing. The Columbus State soccer team is now 7-3-1. They are 4-0-1 in the Peach Belt Conference. And we also have an announcement that the 5th Annual Viking Classic Golf Tournament is going to take place at Bull Creek Golf Course. You Thrift Barrens and I were there on Monday for the Columbus State Men's Basketball Golf Tournament. That is going to be Friday, November the 10th. And if you are a former military member or you currently serve in the military, you get a $25 discount on that. And discounts are great. I mean, we still have Prime Day going on for Amazon, so I love discounts. That is a great, great deal if you like to play golf. And then November the 4th at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. It is the Fountain City Classic, Albany State taking on Fort Valley State. This is the biggest and only college football game in the Fountain City, and it's always an event, and DJ Jones is going to be the public address announcer. And this is one of those times where I normally have my military drill weekends, but I think I might go to that game because that's going to be a very fun game, and I'm looking forward to seeing college football here in Columbus. Time to make an announcement on this show. High school game day for Georgia-Alabama Sports Live is going to be on the campus of Glenwood as Glenwood is taking on Otago Academy for the right clinch the division. They win this game. They will clinch the region some of the other games include Opelika taking on Smith Station at T.C. Britton Field at Panther Stadium. Down at Otis Spencer Stadium, you have the Westover Patriots taking on the Hardaway Hawks, who are 0-7, trying to get their first win of the season. At Kennett Stadium, Thomasville is taking on the Columbus Blue Devils, who are currently 1-6. At Mac Strong Stadium, you have Crawford County, the GHSA Division I school out of Roberta, taking on the Brookstone Cougars, that are 2-4, but the record does not reflect how good Brookstone is. They had a heartbreaking loss in overtime to St. Ann Pacelli last week. Calvary Christian, fresh off their 61-0 win over Creekside Christian. They are going to travel up to Woodstock, Georgia to take on the Kings Academy. And then you have St. Ann Pacelli hosting Strong Rock Christian. Both teams are 6-1. That's going to be a great game. The Shaw Raiders are on the road taking on Bainbridge. Carver is on the road taking on Crisp County down in Cordill, Georgia. The Northside Patriots, they're going to travel up to Noonan to take on Northgate. And Pike Road travels to Russell County to take on the Russell County Warriors who are Are yet to win a game. Central has the rare Saturday morning game down at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Taking on Percy Julian. And Central is 6-0 on the season. That's just a brief look at the key football games in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. College football, this is really my favorite time of the year because we've got college football games even on a Tuesday night. I mean, you're just enjoying Taco Tuesday wherever you are, and then they happen to have college football games on a Tuesday night. It's incredible. And this is my favorite time of the year when it comes to college football. We had some games last night as Liberty, still undefeated. Defeated Jacksonville State 31-13. to Coastal Carolina, you know, I miss Coach Bennett. I miss his rant. You need to be more like a dog. They defeat Appalachian State 27-24. MTSU all over Louisiana Tech 31-23. Today on the slate, UTEP taking on Florida International. Sam Houston taking on New Mexico State. On Thursday, you have West Virginia taking on newcomer to the Big 12, the Houston Cougars. SMU, they're going to be in the ACC next year. They're taking on East Carolina. And then on Friday, Tulane taking on Memphis. Fresno State taking on Utah State. And Stanford taking on Colorado. 10 o'clock at night. Colorado's 4-2 after getting a narrow victory against Arizona State. And I'm wondering what the ratings are going to look like for that game. I think Colorado completely mauls Stanford to go to 5-2. and two. And how great would that be if Colorado is one win away from becoming bowl eligible? That would be absolutely incredible. Saturday, we got a pretty good slate of college football games. Let's start over in the SEC. The Georgia Bulldogs, I believe they've silenced the critics after that drubbing of kentucky they travel up to nashville where you're going to see more georgia fans at vanderbilt stadium they're taking on the vanderbilt commodores that is the rare 12 p.m cbs game pretty much once a year cbs has the doubleheader where you have the 12 o'clock game and then the 3:30 cbs game is texas a&m taking on tennessee tennessee is a slight favorite does texas a&m get the win in neyland stadium And then Alabama, it looks like Alabama is back. I think they are in the driver's seat to win the SEC West. And they are on a collision course to face Georgia in the SEC Championship. They're taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks who have struggled. K.J. Jefferson is a good quarterback, but he can't do it all by himself. I think that Sam Pittman came out like lightning in a bottle his first year at Arkansas. And they have declined ever since. The expectations at Arkansas are to compete in the SEC West, and they have not got it done. Florida has a very tough game in Columbia. They are 4-2, but if Florida is for real, they've got to win this game. Because you know the schedule is going to get tougher, especially having to play Georgia. Auburn, they have lost two straight, but they're taking on LSU in Death Valley. The last time they were in Death Valley, they won that game thanks to Bo Nix's heroics But the Auburn Tigers. Let me tell you something. After almost beating Georgia, they got some confidence going into this game. But LSU, with two losses, they're trying to prove they're still one of the top teams in college football. And then the final game, Missouri taking on Kentucky. Both teams suffered losses last week, and they are trying to... To become bowl eligible. Looking over at the ACC. Because we do have a team that is on a bye. That kind of wishes they weren't on a bye. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. They will play Boston College next week. But after getting the most improbable victory ever in my lifetime. The Miami Hurricanes that lost to Georgia Tech, they are on the road taking on Drake May and the North Carolina Tar Heels that are still undefeated. They are ranked 12th. That is going to be at 7.30 on ABC. The Q's taking on Florida State. Florida State's 5-0, and they are in the driver's seat for the college football playoff and the ACC title. Wake Forest taking on Virginia Tech. You got Louisville that's on the road taking on Pitt. Don't sleep on Louisville. They're undefeated after beating Notre Dame last week. And then finally, you have NC State taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Some of the top 25 matchups in college football. We do have a big one. Oregon taking on Washington. We have USC taking on Notre Dame. UCLA taking on Oregon State. And Ohio State. Taking on Purdue. NFL week six. The Thursday night game. Is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Denver Broncos. Who have been the most disappointing team in the NFL. And no I don't think Sean Payton is on the hot seat. But I do have my list of coaches. That I think if they don't get a win this week. There could be some shuffling in the front office. Sunday. The International Series, the Baltimore Ravens, after getting a disappointing loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they have the game won, they will take on the Tennessee Titans. And the Ravens are favored by four. You got the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m., taking on the Washington Commanders. The brand-new-look Falcons with Van Jefferson. He is going to get involved in the offense and just feed the rock to Bajan Robinson because this Commander's defense is, Can get at you. Especially with Chase Young. I hope that Desmond Ritter is not running for his life in this game. But this is a winnable game. The Falcons are favored by two and a half. The Falcons need to go get this game and go four and two. The Seahawks, they're taking on the Bengals. The Bengals, it seems like everything is well with them after drubbing the Arizona Cardinals. Jamar Chase with three touchdown receptions. But the Seahawks are one of those teams... That they could start peaking and they could be a top contender in the NFC. The Indianapolis Colts and the Jaguars, both teams are 3-2. and two. The Colts are going to be without Anthony Richardson. So Garner Minshew facing his former team in Jacksonville, even though the Jaguars wish they stayed in London. The Jaguars 3-2 two with two straight wins. The Panthers have yet to get a win. And no, I don't think that... Frank Reich is on the hot seat either. The Panthers just need some weapons. They don't have any draft picks next year because they moved up to get Bryce Young and they traded away all their weapons. I mean, they do have some draft picks they got for trading away Christian McCaffrey, but I can't believe this team had Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Anyway, they're taking on the Red Hot Dolphins. They're 4-1, one one of the top teams in the AFC. The Vikings and the Bears, both teams 1-4. And And the first coach that I believe that is on the hot seat is Matt Eberflus. Look, he's 1-4. He could go 1-5. He went 3-14 last year. Replaced Matt Nagy, who was 6-11 after Matt Nagy's first year making the playoffs. And then back-to-back 8-win seasons. He's not getting it done, and Justin Fields is regressing. Hey, the San Francisco 49ers, fresh off their 42-10 win over the Dallas Cowboys, they will have a tough road game, even though they're favored, against the Cleveland Browns, who might be without Dejon Watson. This is not a layup for the 49ers by all means. But if the 49ers play their game, they should have no problem against the Cleveland Browns. Who's trying to keep pace with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. And now, all of a sudden, the Cincinnati Bengals in that AFC North. The Saints taking on the Texans. Don't sleep on the Texans. C.J. Stroud looks like he could be Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's going to be a very fun game. Hey, the Bill Belichick Patriots 1-4. and four. They are taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Fresh off a short week. A win over the Green Bay Packers. The Raiders are favored by three. Belichick taking on his former assistant Josh McDaniels and former Patriots quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Is Bill Belichick on the hot seat? The Patriots from the last two games have looked awful. And it's not all Bill Belichick's fault, but he also is the general manager. He is the one that has been scouting these skilled position players. And... If the Patriots have a disastrous season, like if they have a one and sixteen season, it's possible that Bill Belichick could just retire. I don't know if he can want to do this anymore. Here is Bill Belichick's record after Tom Brady left for Tampa, seven and nine, ten and seven, eight and nine, and now one and four. I don't know what's going to happen to Bill Belichick after this season. I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat. He is a Hall of Fame coach. He is the genius. I can't see a situation where Robert Kraft fires him. Maybe he steps down as the general manager. Get an up-and-coming general manager. Like, Thomas Dimitrov came from the Patriots. Scott Pioli, all these front office guys who were geniuses came from the Patriots. I think that Bill Belichick needs to step down as the GM because he could still coach, and then get a hot offensive coordinator. Look, recycling coordinators like getting Matt Patricia and Bill Bryan and Joe Judge—that's not the answer. Anyway, off my tangent of the New England Patriots, this could be the game of the day: the Detroit Lions traveling to Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions are four and one. They're in the driver's seat in the NFC North, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in first place in the NFC South, and Detroit is favored by three. But the story is Baker Mayfield. Nobody expected this, and he is having a great season for Tampa Bay. Arizona taking on the Rams. I expect the Rams to win this game. The Eagles taking on the Jets. The Jets, when they play at home, they got a very good defense. They almost beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. I'm calling the upset here. I think the Jets, who have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in the history of their franchise, will get their first win over the Eagles. The Sunday night football game, the New York football Giants taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills are favored by two touchdowns. That could get ugly quick. And then the Monday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Cowboys are a slight favorite. You'll have a lot of Cowboy fans at SoFi Stadium the Cowboys are a good team, they win this game. I want to see if this Cowboys team is going to get off the mat after losing as bad as they did to the 49ers and prove that they are still a good team, but they are facing their former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. So that might be a challenge. Boy, I tell you, we have flown by on this show. Don't forget, Thrip Barringer and I, It will be live on Facebook and YouTube for the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live show. And then on Friday, I will have my high school football preview review show for week nine. I can't believe it's already been week nine. As we are rolling by here in the calendar month, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to go pay some bills. And when we come back, I'm going to have Kate Norum... Back here on the show. You don't want to go anywhere. It is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Back in a few.
1: Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services. Plus specific services like bug, German Roach, and Fleet Control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Find. Best termite coverage around, Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hottaway, Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. to 1230 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a
2: blessed week.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holders presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live and on the show today I've got a longtime guest back. It's been a while but I'm welcoming back Kate Norm. I've been a guest on her podcast. She's been a guest on mine a couple of times. Kate you got a lot going on. Uh, What's what's going on with you?
2: Honestly Richard not too much lately. I haven't been doing a lot of sports reporting lately. It's been a lot of regular news reporting, um, which is just not the same vibe as sports. So definitely looking forward to today to kind of dive into everything that's been going on.
0: Now, I heard you moved to uh, Huntsville, right? I did.
2: Yes. So I've been here the last four months. It's been Been a whirlwind coming from Atlanta. I love it.
0: So tell me, what is the difference going to a smaller market? What is the sports vibe in Huntsville?
2: Honestly, the sports are popping. I think they could maybe do a little bit more popping, but a lot is happening in. I'm going to say it in the H. Okay. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to be a thing. Um, but we have a solid minor league baseball team here, though they did not make the playoffs very sad, but they have a really cool name. The rocket city trash pandas, you know, just I like that call name. we love it. Um, and they have a hockey team here, which I really need to hit up some games. The Huntsville havoc, um, yeah so a lot of uh, big things happening in Huntsville and in December they're gonna be having two college basketball games at their von Braun Center, which is like one of their big venues here which is like a really big deal. Um, I was trying to trying to f- remember who was playing. I think Auburn was gonna be playing in one of the games it's either november december you see my mind is kind of like all over the place but i believe it was middle tennessee and auburn no i could be wrong on that one but that was what i remembered and then could be all switched up but yeah moral of the story is things are happening in huntsville but not as big as what's happening in georgia as you are all about richard and the uh, high school football scene is seems to be going crazy.
0: It really has been going crazy. I mean, only in Georgia where we have a sophomore that gets on the cover of Sports Illustrated, the talented quarterback from Carrollton. I cover Alabama as well as I'm part of Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. We live stream high school football games. I'm actually going to be at Smith Station this Friday. I was over in Columbus last Friday and uh, called the Calvary Christian game. Uh, What's the high school scene like in Huntsville? Like what's the top high schools up there?
2: Oh, that is a really, really good question. Obviously in the South football is top tier. Like you cannot go wrong in the high school football world. Um, In terms of elite teams, As of this moment, there are, like, a few schools that are, like, undefeated. One of the main schools is Muscle Shoals High School. Give them a shout-out. They are undefeated going into week seven, I believe, is what we're in in Alabama, Um, which is kind of crazy to even fathom um, that we're already midway through October. Not even. We just kind of started. But yeah, they're they're probably the ones that I'm really aiming to kind of take the the Alabama title, perhaps. Who knows? Um, Yeah, just kind of kind of seeing what's out there. There's a bunch of schools in
0: Columbia, Bob Jones. I mean,
2: Bob. Oh, Bob Jones. Yes, there's so many so many schools, so many great athletes. It's kind of hard to to see what's going to happen, but. Every Friday night I swear I'm always surprised and it's it's incredible. It's just amazing to see the student athletes that are just doing their thing and you never know. Could go into being a shutout or could end up going into like three overtimes. You really don't know what's going to happen and I find that super exciting just to be able to say that hey i have some sort of idea of where this place is and though i'm not covering a lot of high school football i do i am kind of like familiarizing myself with all the schools and stuff so it's like okay this is neat this is like in my backyard very cool
0: so being from huntsville now that you're living in huntsville uh, what is the vibe as far as college football are is it a mixture of alabama and auburn fans is there more auburn fans than alabama i mean what is it like in huntsville as far as alabama and auburn
2: that's a that's a good question i haven't really had a chance to really think about that but i've noticed more of an influx of alabama fans maybe because it's like closer probably like hour, hour and a half, two hours. Don't quote me on that, people. Um, but I'm thinking a lot, a lot of Alabama fans in the midst. And then, of course, you got your Auburn fans scattered around. And those are probably, like, obviously, in Alabama, those are the two bigs that you, you have around. But in North Alabama, um, you got UNA, um, and then we have Alabama A&M which obviously they're not in the same caliber as your Alabama and your Auburn. Um, but, you know, they, they still are doing their thing. Uh, UNA has their uh, new football coach. I believe he's their first year coach, uh, DR Dier- Dierman. Uh, and he's, he's doing big things there. So it's, it's really great to see like all these teams kind of, Come together, Alabama A and M. They had their homecoming last week, I believe, and they like shut out Tuskegee. I'm like, this is unreal. It's it's really amazing to see like the community come together for these games that are just like, oh, you're going out to this game, and and it's 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 really amazing to see just the turnout. Uh, just talking about the Alabama A and M game uh in the in just going out and about people are saying wow this has brought in so much of the public to Huntsville they're from all over i'm like what this is crazy apparently HBCUs are really they're the, they're the place to be apparently they know how to throw a homecoming so i'm kind of sad i did not attend <laughs>
0: Well, being up in North Alabama, I mean, you got to start with the cities. Besides Huntsville, Madison, Decatur, Florence, a big shout-out to Ben Hayes and Travis Creasy from Florence, Alabama. Just pretty much all of North Alabama has got just this vibe. They're on the Tennessee border, so you know that Tennessee-Alabama rivalry is huge, especially up in North Alabama. I mean that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Are you starting to feel the vibe oh for, the, for the third Sunday in October?
2: It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. I don't know if we're prepared. Okay, I mean just how Alabama's been playing lately. It's gonna be, that's gonna be a real competition. I think Tennessee. I think they have a chance to maybe get a little bragging rights out here. Am I right? <laughs>
0: I think so, but they got to figure out uh, the whole, you know, quarterback issue with Joe Milton. He he throws a lot of picks. Uh, They will be tested this Saturday against Texas A and M, which Alabama beat, by the way, a statement win down in College Station, and I believe that Alabama fans can relax because Alabama could still have everything in front of them win the SEC West and possibly play Georgia in the SEC championship.
2: I mean, those are like probably the best odds, right? You want oh, Alabama. They have the
0: best odds. Pop yes. on
2: yeah. I mean, of course, in the SEC West, like Alabama is just leading the pack, and they want to continue that for each week. Um, and somehow, some way, they, they continue getting some – they continue to win, and it's like, okay, this is how Auburn was like a few seasons ago when they were just like struggling to get a a win, and then they just got the luck streak, and then it's just like, okay, we're just going to continue getting some <laughs> some excitement, and uh, I think that's just going to be Alabama this season, is what I've noticed. Is like they they somehow continue to fight, and they're they're getting that win somehow. So it's going to be interesting as the season progresses.
0: Well, let's talk about Auburn because Auburn under first-year head coach Hugh Freeze, uh, they do have a tough schedule coming up uh, after losing to Georgia. Auburn wants to try to get back on track. And looking at their 3-2 and two record, uh, they've got a tough one in Death Valley against LSU. I think that LSU has turned the corner after getting a road victory over Missouri. But really, what is the ceiling for Auburn under first year head coach Hugh Freeze? Because they still haven't figured out that quarterback situation. They would just be excited if they got to a bowl game this year.
2: Isn't that like the, the whole thing every season it's been since uh Gus Malzahn left? It's well, they've had a track so- record
0: of first year coaches <laughs> making it to the national championship. Look at Gene Chiswick right. back in 2010. You're right.
2: I mean, there is a chance that they could they could obviously like play how they played against um, who was it a few a few weeks ago? Not not last week. It was a bye. Um, gosh, I'm blinking on who they played, but Texas,
0: uh,
2: Texas A&M. The Texas A&M, the oh, one uh,
0: where they take, lost.
2: Yeah, they lost, but they. They looked like more put together, I would say, than – Yeah,
0: they looked like their defense kept them in that game, but their offense could not get a first down in that third quarter.
2: Right. (laughs) It's like we are struggling. It's either the defense is lacking or the offense is lacking. It's either – you can't have both, and Auburn was definitely – they need to step up their game in the QB situation because if we can't get that (laughs) figured out – By Saturday, then it's going to be all downhill coming into the rest of the season, especially when it comes to Alabama. I mean, that's a, that's going to be a a rough showdown.
0: All right, Kate, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the baseball playoffs. Uh, you Ooh, being from yes. the Pacific Northwest, I mean, unfortunately, your Seattle Mariners are not in the playoffs this year, but you're still a baseball fan. You did follow the Braves when you covered sports in Atlanta. The, I'm hearing words about this is the greatest postseason finish that the Braves ever had, even bigger than the Sid Bream slide. But that catch by Michael Harris – in the top of the ninth inning to double up Bryce Harper, Braves even the series one one. They're taking it back to Philly. I'm calling it. They're going to win Game Three and Game Four up in Philly.
2: You know what? Heck yes. Okay, I yeah. <laughs> I I I definitely see it's gonna it's gonna be right down to the wire. Do I say it's going to go into extra innings? I don't know, but it's going to be a really good game. Tomorrow, it's going to be, I'll tell you this, we are not going to be singing, what's that song, uh, Dancing on My Own? We are not going to be singing that song, okay? I know all the Philly fans are all about it, but we we are not going to be singing that tomorrow unless the Braves are going to be doing their own rendition. Um, But it's it's definitely going to be a great game, and I think the Braves stay in it. They stay in it. They win it all. Well, they win at least this uh, this series. I, I don't agree. know about uh, everything right now. It's one game at a time, right?
0: Yes, you, you definitely take it one game at a time. First pitch at five at Citizens Bank Park tomorrow. Aaron Nola is going to take the mound for the Phillies. I was actually trying to look and see who the starting pitcher is was going to be for the Braves. By the way, the Houston Astros, they're up 5-0, top of the fifth in their game. Uh, The Diamondbacks have a 2-0 series lead on the Dodgers. They could close it out tomorrow. And it's going to be Aaron Nola versus Undecided. Um, Undecided Undecided. has – he's got a 0.00 ERA. I mean, so I think that Undecided could get the win because he's perfect. Honestly,
2: Undecided is where it's at. Mm -hmm.
0: All kidding aside, I mean, it could be Charlie Morton. It could be Bryce Elder. I mean, they could put Spencer Strider on three days rest. I mean, anything could happen. Uh, I just think they have their backs against the wall. They get an emotional win like that in front of their fans. That is a type of win that flips a series, and I think all the momentum is shifted to the Atlanta Braves.
2: I definitely agree. There's a lot of... Potential, uh, just to keep it moving, um, just with the electricity that was felt from what I imagine was felt from all the things that I did see in Truist, it it looked like just an amazing environment to be in when Michael Harrison III got that catch. Everything was just like, yo, okay, we have a chance. Um, I mean, granted, last season, things did not go the way we planned. This is definitely redemption uh, for how that ended. Um, so this is, this is just what the fan base needs. And hopefully we can keep that flavor going and keep it keep it moving on, especially if there's a lot more fans going out to the Philly game uh, at Citizens Bank. I don't know. I don't know. I think there is going to be a lot to get excited for. So I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. Not trying to get too much pressure on it, but you know, I think they can do it.
0: All right. And switching gears, let's talk a little bit about college football, the NFL, and today is the opening day in hockey. You're from the Pacific Northwest. I want to give tribute to some of your favorite teams. I want to start in college football. We have a top 10 showdown between number eight, Oregon, and number seven, Washington. This quarterback battle Mm. between the former Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix, and Michael Pinnix, Jr. I know that you're from the Pacific Northwest, but did you follow a little bit of the Washington Huskies when you're up there? I mean, is this a a big deal to you? I mean, what's the vibe?
2: I mean... I was going to go to, to uh, UW back in the day. I was gonna go to school there. So I followed them a little bit. I haven't kept kept up much with the Pac 12. Sorry, is it Pac 14 now? Uh, no, it's, oh, it's, it's it's about it, to be the Pack Two
0: and Yeah, the, <Pac-2> these two teams. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're, they're, they're both gonna be in the teams big team.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: the Pac 12 is slowly dying. Um, but yeah, I have not kept up much with Pac 12. Uh but every time that I do, obviously, it's, it's uh, not the same competitive level as an SEC energy or perhaps Big Ten sometimes. So in terms of this game with the Oregon Ducks versus uh, Washington Huskies, you know what? I know it's going to be in Seattle, right? Uh, so I think I think I'm going to take Washington just you because, go. you know. Staying loyal to Seattle, staying loyal to the PNW Obviously, you know, Oregon is still kind of in there, but you know, Seattle. They're they're gonna win. And I, I believe that is where College Game Day is going, right?
0: Yes. And so, yeah. the Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time Saturday tour with Josh Pate.
2: Oh, he's he's sitting up there? Yeah. Oh, all right, Josh. Oh, yeah that's right that's my
0: guy out of Columbus Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so we talk about Seattle let's go ahead and talk about that other team that everybody is excited about the Seattle Seahawks they are three and one they are the team that scares me the most as a 49ers fan because it seems like
2: you are right You are right
0: you know you you know I'm, I'm giving your team some credit here so You, you written them off like I written them off. I thought that when Russell Wilson left that the Seahawks would be a disaster. Not at all. Pete Carroll has revived this team. They have the equivalent of the Legion of Boom. Uh, Bobby Wagner coming back as the leader on defense. Devin Witherspoon, one of the best cover corners. LJ Collier. I mean, they have a defense that rivals the Legion of Boom. Geno Smith is a good enough quarterback to get the job done. Kenneth Walker, that receiving core of DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith. Jigba, Noah Fant, they've got weapons. This is a team that could rival the 49ers in the NFC West. They play the Bengals on Sunday. I think they get the win against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think they keep pace with the 49ers and they will challenge the 49ers in the West. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I mean, I just witnessed the 49ers mall, the Dallas Cowboys, 42 to 10. And now I'm starting to worry about the Seattle Seahawks. Like it's the early 2010s.
2: Honestly, I don't think you're wrong though. It's going to be, you know, when the Seahawks play the Niners, it's going to be definitely a showdown for sure. Um, but in terms of this game, this coming up uh against the Bengals. I think I think we got our work cut out for us. I mean, the Bengals have not been utilizing their offense as much as they could be lately. I mean, their track record's not looking too hot right now. So, I think Seahawks definitely take the dub and we're we're, we're just we're just on a hot streak right now. We're coming off a bye we got that we got that momentum from the Giants game. And I don't know. I think there's just a lot of excitement having two quarterbacks that kind of like feed off of each other's energies. It's just really like an elite elite power that I don't know. I just I just like seeing it seeing Drew Locke kind of in his element really made me think like okay. I'm seeing a lot of the Seahawks energy that I remember seeing with Legion of Boom. And it was kind of giving me like, all right, maybe this is actually the year we can uh, make it somewhere in the playoff realm. Maybe we can be in that conversation. So perhaps.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. As a 49ers fan, uh, that definitely does make me nervous. So, so Kate, guess what tonight is? It is the opening night in the NHL. Are you excited? I mean, you're Kraken. I guess they're your favorite team. Or you're a Canucks fan. I don't know. The Seattle Kraken are playing the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. The Mm -hmm. Kraken surprised everybody last year when they made the playoffs. But I'm really looking forward to seeing the debut. What's that?
2: I said they really did surprise everyone in their first season
0: unreal that is unreal i'm i'm excited to see the debut of future nhl superstar connor bedard for the chicago blackhawks taking on Sidney crosby and the pittsburgh penguins uh, it's just right now the predators are playing the lightning i'm just excited that hockey is back unfortunately my san jose sharks are not going to make the playoffs they've been a dumpster fire since 2017 but uh, I mean, uh, what already is
2: your, I I'm, I'm already, already know they're not going to make it. <laughs>
0: no, they, they're terrible. Uh, what <laughs> is your favorite NHL team? Is it the Canucks or the Kraken?
2: Um, so I don't keep up as much with hockey, but you know what? I'm going to try this season. Uh, so I really am a fan of the Canucks uh, just being from and uh, living up in Vancouver for a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah it was just always always like the vibe of kind of seeing what's going on. I would always like drive by Roger's arena um, it was a it was a fun time but I'm obviously trying to get more into it as I've moved back down south there's not a lot of hockey games on um, so it's kind of hard to keep keep into it um, especially in Alabama or Georgia um, but... The good thing about being in Huntsville, I am like an hour and a half away from Nashville, which is like okay, maybe Smashville. I can hit up. Boom! I can hit up uh, a Preds game. Go to, I believe it's at Bridgestone Arena. Bridgestone. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I perhaps I'll uh, add that to my list and have a match in the future. Go go to one.
0: Definitely. Uh, originally being from Canada up in Vancouver, uh, were you a fan of the CFL? Did you like the BC lions?
2: No, that that's a good question. So when I moved to Vancouver, I honestly was not sure about Canadian football, whatever. I, I was just, I was thinking like, Oh, this isn't anything special, but honestly, those go hard. Like those are exciting. I went to one CFL game uh, for the BC Lions, and I believe it was against Ottawa. Ottawa or Toronto, one of, one of those teams. Um, you see, I'm, I'm, like, forgetting everything. Uh, but I just remember going to the games, and obviously, like, it does not draw as much of a crowd as, say, an NFL game, but it still was, like, a fun atmosphere regardless. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know it's just it's kind of like similar energies but different different format um, I like that they can take all the ball like all the way to the end zone and I'm like yo this is like unreal and like they can kick it like it's like different kind of lingo I'm like all right this is this is different it's like it, it seems kind of like fake but it's like all right I like it um I need to get you get more into it, but, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely something for sure.
0: Well, yeah, I had to brush up on my CFL knowledge because I've been a guest on Rod Peterson's show a couple of times. He's a sports talk show host up in Canada. Well, now down in Florida, but he's big up love in it. Canada. He talks everything CFL, NHL, and so uh, I just had to pay him homage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're trying to slowly become Canadian. Branch out
0: to the, like that episode in the office. Remember Michael Scott, uh, David Wallace took him, sent him on a business trip to uh, Toronto.
2: Oh, yes.
0: There you go. (laughs) Same concept.
2: (laughs) You're like, I'm just trying to learn.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. Every time I go to the grocery store and I do bring home the kids uh, ice cream sandwiches, I will come into the door and I will say ice cream sandwiches. Just like Michael Scott. Anyway.
2: Amazing. Uh,
0: I know. Now I want an
2: ice
0: cream sandwich. I know. I just I went on a, tandem, a tangent. Uh Kate, it's been fun having you here once again on the show, and uh, good luck in your career. I know you're having a, just just incredible time in Huntsville, doing some amazing things, and just thank you so much just for being a guest once again here on the Sports Beat.
2: Yeah. Thank you again, Richard. This was a real pleasure and uh, can't wait to be on next time.
0: Absolutely. Kate Norm, everybody. Thank you once again for watching the show on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, as I do have my podcast on Apple Podcasts, but I also go on Facebook Live. And so stay tuned for next time and hope everybody has a great rest of your day. We are out of here.
1: Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location, 31 Jackson Street, Suite A here in Noonan. Same great taste, the best chicken around, fish dinners, open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine-in, take-out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken, right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great wishbone fried chicken 31 jackson street sweet a here in noonan hey sports fans it's rod peterson here host of the rod peterson show inviting you to join us daily for two hours of atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on wqee i say fun because it is You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports
0: fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Right here on WQEE
2: 99.1 FM.
1: Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot it's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at CDC.gov fightflu fight flu.
3: When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way.
2: The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life changing fiction, comes The
1: Baxters,
2: a prequel. The heart pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold.
0: You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Radio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.